0: You're listening to The King's Church Podcast. Visit us online at kingsworship.org.uk.
1: Hello, good evening, hi, I'm Keith. Welcome to Friday Conversations. Um, this is um, part of our series of Faith in Action and I'd like to introduce you to Emily. Emily Hello. Emily works for CSW and we'll find out what that means in a minute. Um, But to start off, as as always, you like to have um, a question to get the ball rolling. So the question I've got is, can you tell me, just from what you're seeing now, what's special about emily and what what secret has she got so that she can tell us later
2: there i'm expecting lots of compliments now flooding so oh, pl- through <laughs> no. Good. have fun with that one yeah
1: so right so emily so um mm. csw yeah okay so um let's assume i know nothing about it at all mm-hmm. so what could you tell me about csw What is CSW?
2: The CSW's work is, is built on the belief that everyone should have the right to practice a religion or belief of their choice right. and our vision is one in which there is the world is free from religious persecution and we're a Christian charity and as Christians we stand with everyone facing injustice because of their religion or beliefs and not just Christians and that is centered around um, an understanding of what it means to be a good neighbour. We we read about Jesus using the Samaritan man as an example of what it means to to love um, your neighbour as yourself. And it's a radical call to love people and act on people's behalf who are different from us, who think differently. And and for us, when there is persecution, discrimination taking place, that doesn't just mean we're called to speak up for people like us, but those that are facing that injustice, right. regardless of their religious backgrounds or belief backgrounds.
1: Mm. Okay, so, so is CSW just an English charity, or what, what, you know, does it, where does it operate, yeah. how does it work?
2: Great question, so our main offices are in the UK, but we are an international organisation. Right. We have some colleagues in Brussels, in Washington DC, also in Nigeria. And in Mexico, right. um, and and our, our vision is to regionalise eventually because we we work on countries outside of the UK. So we speak up for people in Latin America, right. in Africa, in the Middle East, in I'm going to see if I can get all of the, <laughs> the continents <laughs> in Asia, Africa. But yeah, I think I've covered them all. Right. Um, and in in a lot of different countries, so we work internationally, and and we would love to see. Our staff team be increasingly regional, so people in the countries right. that are working on advocating, documenting cases, and so on.
1: Okay, so so if you, if it's not t- um, too difficult, a topic. Mm-mm. So, what? Give us an example of the type of thing you might do. Because when you say you advocate somebody, what does exactly,
2: that mean? exactly. So we have a team of advocates. We're we're an advocacy organisation, and and that. to me it's a bit like intercession Um, and intercession is standing in the gap so our advocates they stand in the gap and they speak up for people who may not be able to speak for themselves or who may not be listened to and they amplify their voices so they will be researching and analyzing the situation of freedom of religion or belief which is the, the human right we're advocating for in these various countries across the world and they will then write a report, it could be, or a briefing, and our team will take that to people who have power to bring about change. Right. So they will share that at the UN, they'll share that at the European Union, okay. or in the UK government, and also regionally. They'll share that with the governments on, on a local level. Um, so that's one way we, we yeah. speak up and advocate. Um, right. And we also want to do it sustainably. So as well as addressing the root causes of these problems through challenging behaviours, policies, through right. our research and advocacy, we also are really passionate about equipping um, human rights defenders who work on these issues in country, so right. those that are speaking up for themselves and communities with training, and that's another key component of what we do.
1: Right, so so you actually train people to, to speak about, from those countries to speak for mm. themselves in mm. the work they do. Mm. So what about the dangers involved in that for those individuals, because obviously, mm where persecution is taking place mm. that persecution can often move from verbal persecution mm. to physical persecution mm. so so I mean how do you do I'm just thinking if you train them up those, yeah. those individuals must be very brave very extremely take. brave right. and it's
2: very sensitive work so we don't speak nearly as much about that publicly right. um, but I have had the privilege this year of being more involved um, in in that side of things and and getting to know some of the people that we have trained right. and their courage and resilience is incredibly inspiring and and challenging right. because they do put their lives at risk yes to to do the work they do to speak up for others who are facing horrendous discrimination and persecution and and they know it's wrong and they they're not afraid to to speak truth to power to right. to call out what's happening wow. to hold people okay. to account and it's it's a really a privilege that that the teams that yeah that our organization can come alongside and where possible give platforms you know that be at the UN invite them to um, meetings and so on but also learn from their incredible approach you know we couldn't do our work without people having the courage to tell us what's going on and also to be yeah their own spokespeople and, and raise these issues where they can
1: right right yes okay of it, it's, it's hard to imagine yeah. um, that type of thing. Because um, we were talking, weren't we, on the way, mm. that one of the things that we, you know, I've talked to lots of people about mm. is the idea we get afraid when, we'd be, when we're mildly persecuted in the sense that we're name calling or something mm. like that or with people around us. Um, and, and some of us can be nervous about that. Mm. The situations you're talking about are a whole different league, yeah. aren't they?
0: Yeah. So,
1: so in, in that situation then, um, we we you know we often talk about the Holy Spirit helping us. So is that is that what other people report then, and and mm. and so on? That that's what God does. He meets them in those situations.
2: Mm. I mean, it, I'm sure it varies case by case. But yeah, you're right that you know what we face in in this country is isn't, doesn't quite compare to the situations that we're working on internationally and. And we hear of people that you may have heard of Leah Sharibu, who, um, who is a Nigerian young woman now, right. um, who is abducted by uh, an offshoot of Boko Haram in right. Nigeria. And she wasn't released along with other uh, schoolgirls oh, right. um, yeah. because she refused to recount her faith. Right. And someone so young to have such courage yes. is incredibly inspiring. And she's inspired people across the world. Um, and I, I mean, I, a, I can't quite tell you what it would be like, and I hope I'd have that, that strength and conviction too. But I I do know from speaking with those that we work with that God meets them in that place, and actually, someone who, who was really instrumental in me moving from a place of doing like a desk job and right. like reading things and and being challenged to having a real conviction that what we do is so important was meeting someone called right. Helen Bahani, and, and she's an Eritrean gospel singer. Right. And I met her at Heathrow Airport. Uh, we, we ended up in Nigeria together, and she I heard her story at, at a conference, and she was held in a shipping container in the desert for 32 months. And she was tortured. She was deprived of, like it was in horrific living conditions. And she would just tell of God meeting her in the wilderness in that right. in that place of wilderness that that like scriptures would inspire her daily, right. um, that she just wouldn't stop singing songs of worship to God, right. and in the end, you know, she was in a way, I guess rescued out of that place, and um, she's now you know living not not in the country anymore and and it was it was hearing her talk about my colleague as a friend for life, as someone right. who stu- stood by her, and it was hearing her speak with such conviction about how Jesus has saved her and it just overflowed her passion and her love that inspired me to you know, in the work that we're doing, both to really trust my colleagues and see the the value and the intentionality with which they work with with people and to see the importance and the yeah, the the necessity of the work we do. And to be you know, just daily inspired by the courage of those that keep Going in that situation, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's hard amazing.
1: to imagine, isn't it? I can't. Yeah, I, I cannot imagine mm. that scenario. Yeah, I suppose I don't really want to. Okay, well, but that's that leads us quite nicely on. Mm. So uh, this series is called um, Faith mm. in Action. So um, as part, as well as the organisation, so we support CSW as a mm. church, and, Thank and we'll. You. Yes.
0: <laughs> so
1: we'll. Um, We'll talk some more yeah. later mm. about the work of CSW. But um, what about yourself then? So mm. if you don't mind, so, yeah. um, when did you become a Christian? Oh, again? Yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: I can remember being on a beach, I think around the age of five when I was like, mum, I'd like to ask Jesus into my heart. <laughs> I don't know if that phrase. So I grew up in a Christian family right. and uh, I was I was raised to believe in God and, and Jesus and right. went to church and so on. But as we were discussing it, that, That doesn't mean that you own a faith for yourself or that you live that out and so i've never really questioned the existence of god but there have been key moments in which i recognized that i was not necessarily surrendered in my faith in the sense of choosing to live in a way that was pleasing to him and and obedient to what what I know he was calling me to do, and I right. kind of held on to things and wanted yep, to yep. do it my way. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's a, my journey has been one of always knowing God, but having key moments of right. actually realizing what it's like to, to be in a, a relationship with God in which he guides my life. Yes. Mm.
1: Yeah, so, um, and for me, so I was 19, mm. uh, so my family weren't Christian at all, mm. and I became a Christian at university. Mm. So, for me, it was a big change yeah yeah whereas it it sounds like to you in in one sense it wasn't brothers and sisters what family have you got
2: yeah i i'm one of four um i have a sister and two brothers and uh, interestingly i have family members who've had more dramatic stories than me and i did grow up thinking oh that would be really cool i'd love to be able to connect with people who you know who've gone through some really hard times and say i was there as well whereas i've just had quite a sheltered Life, um, but I have to remind myself that there's a lot of people like me out there, and doesn't mean that I can't hopefully share my faith and encourage them Absolutely. in that as well.
1: Well, per- personally, um, so I became a Christian because of things that I've done in my life and, mm. and the regrets that I had. Mm. Um, whereas I know some of my children became mm. Christians and didn't have to go through that. And I actually see that as a benefit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: Exactly. It's you know you, you should count your blessings
1: here. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm. Okay. So. Hmm. I asked at the beginning what hmm. was special. So, hmm. what's special about you, and mine?
2: <laughs> you told me. <laughs> um, well, so has, have we got any guesses? No, okay, just me. Do we have any?
1: No, have I'm afraid no. No, all I've oh. got here. Nobody's actually. No one's guessed. saying what's
2: special about me.
1: No, oh, just me. <laughs> oh no, we, we have got some questions. A quick oh. question. Oh. Now, uh, Anna says beautiful hair and oh. a beautiful bump. So. Oh okay. Uh, uh, Emily has met my wife so, <laughs> yeah. so that was subtle. There you go, so.
2: <laughs> that was pretty to the point. You are <laughs> correct. The bump bit. <laughs> um, I, I'm i expecting a baby.
1: And go and tell us when it, when it yeah. is. It's, it's so a I was bit. telling
2: a funny story. So if we uh, remember last year Christmas I, I made my debut as Mary in the nativity at church and this was a long much awaited with expectation like roll. I never really, I never got cast as Mary uh, as a young girl, so I was extremely excited about it. And uh, lo and behold, we're due on Christmas Eve, so we are having a, a baby girl, so it's not quite as uh, much of a parallel, but still quite funny. So watch out, anyone who is in line for Mary this year, hopefully you'll be okay next year. <laughs> Unless you want a baby, no? Unless you receive the Mary, blessing.
1: That's right. Uh, so Verity, you're you're fine.
2: You're, yeah, uh, don't, she's yeah. She's to, not no, no, okay. No, no okay. Mary.
1: no Mary's no. I think she's quite happy. So, okay. So let's have a. Oh, there you go. My tablet decided to go off, as it often does. So we'll go to my phone. So let's go to the. Um, let's go to the questions. Always, always good technical hitches. Right. So let's have a look what it is. So Ver- Anna was just asking a question. And when it loads up I'll tell you what mm. it is. Clive, have you got Anna's question there because it minds taking a what a minute? Have you got it, Matt? Talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about something else. Okay. So so when did you start working for C S W?
2: Four years ago.
1: And yeah. was that was that as a direct result of something? And then, you know, did you mm. see a job advertised and go, "Oh, that's for me"? Mm. Or what, how did you how did you get the job?
2: Yeah, well, actually, I had an. It's funny how you end up somewhere where you you're so sure you're where you're meant to be, but you were there were many reasons why you wouldn't end right. up there. And yep. and I was I was doing a leadership programme actually that connected me with a charity. I wanted to work in the charity sector right. and they had a, a connection with CSW. And so that's how I ended up at CSW. Oh. It was quite like, oh. And then as, as soon as I started, well, not as soon as, but into my journey working at CSW, I had that moment yes. of, of meeting Helen in Nigeria and hearing her story and, the, the more I got to know my colleagues and understand the approach that, that the charity I work for takes to advocacy, I just, I just thought it was so carefully thought through. And right. um, I'd come from a background, an academic background, which could be quite critical of the way that um, NGOs advocate for people internationally, nice. particularly um, London-based NGOs working internationally. And I was hearing all these really careful considerations about the importance of as i was saying like equipping and learning from those that you're working with and not just yeah being based outside but regionalizing and i just i was really really inspired and i thought i want to i want to work here
1: right right well that ties in so anna's question says Mm. so how much of this work Mm. has to be reasonably secret Mm. and how much can you actually publicize
2: that's a really great question. It so the the research and advocacy is is largely public. So by that I mean we will document a case. So let's say um, someone has been discriminated against because of their original belief in school, or someone has been assaulted or attacked, or you know worse than that. Um, we will work with people in those countries to work out what happened. So when you document a human rights case, you're doing the classic who, what, when, where. Why, how? And then you want to communicate those, that to the right people who might be able to make a difference. And, and when it's not going to put that person in danger yep. to speak about it publicly, and when they agree it's, in, it's safe and it's in their best interest, we, with their permission, we will do that. Okay. But it is always in consultation and taking the lead from the person affected because sometimes, as your question alludes to, doing something public can be detrimental to the situation. It can expose them to more risk. So it's it's always led by um, the person involved or their family if they're right. not able to speak for okay. themselves. And and where we do get that permission, it will be done publicly through a report or a press release or a briefing or a meeting and so on. And I'd say our training side of things is, is what is more sensitive and confidential because those, those people are working on the front line, and their right. their lives are at risk, so we we keep that quieter.
1: Of course, mm. of course. Okay, so so for you personally, mm. your Christian faith and the work that you're yeah. doing. So how does your how does your relationship with Jesus actually influence the work that you're doing? Mm. Has has he helped you and supported you in any ways, mm. or what, you know how does it work in mm.
2: that sense? Yeah, that's a great question. So we're a Christian charity, which means that we all all the people that work there are Christians, and that does. That does come in handy because the work that we do is hard. The cases are hard. <laughs> it, it's very easy to look at the situations and, and despair. Right. And I think there there are various ways in which um, working alongside Christians and being centred on on God throughout gives me strength to keep going right. and I think one thing is is looking back and remembering his faithfulness and yes. i'm i'm really inspired by scriptures particularly in the old testament where you read about battles and it looks like this small little army has got no chance you know and and, and god says go i'm going to i'm going to win the victory for you right. and i look at some of the situations and i think about the, the situation in china and north korea and nigeria like you you read about you see the world which seems in many ways to just, things to be getting worse and worse. I, you can probably look at the news and feel quickly demoralized and hopeless. Yep. But then you remember that God is unchanging. Yes. He is, he's the beginning and the end. So none of this will surprise him. And when I look at the Old Testament, I'm like, oh, it may not be exactly the same context, but we again had a situation of, yep. seems like there's no way forward and God was the one who brought about the victory. So, yes. so remembering his, what He's done and His faithfulness is so key. And um, also being honest about how you're feeling right. is really important, I think. And I love how the Psalms are lamentations yes. and they, I think, give us permission and encouragement to wrestle with the hard emotions that come up. Yeah. Because when you pray and things aren't seeming to change, Right. It's easy to question, God, where are you? But that, I think, is something that humans have questioned since the beginning of yes. the time, you know. It's, yeah, when we don't see things happen in the way we'd like them to, we can grow, we can despair. Yes. But actually, when we bring those emotions and we're authentic with God about where, where we're at, we get to know him as a relational God, who, who knows, who, Jesus, who knows sorrow and grief the man of sorrows. You know, yeah. We don't worship and obey and love a God who is distant, who doesn't understand these things. We, you know, Jesus came and he knew he was well acquainted with sorrow, and um, and so being getting real <laughs> with God helps. Yeah. And then and one of the final things is is not carrying the burden on your own. You know, I love the fact that I work at a charity who pray together. So we, when we met in the office every day um, before COVID, we'd pray every morning, and now we do it three, three times a week um, online, Fine. and we begin our week, 10am, 9.45am, with prayer, and we end our week on a Friday afternoon with prayer, and I, when I am carrying something that feels heavy, it is such a gift to know that I can share with my colleagues what that situation is right. and if i don't have the words they can pray for me right. they can lift up the situation and so leaning into the faith of others when you may struggle to yourself as yeah. well.
1: well that's that's wonderful it's a, to, to be honest it's remarkable the things that you're saying so mm. so just picking up some others mm. okay so um it says do uh, this is verity do csw employ lawyers or is it um, more support and advice that you give do you, do you actually campaign legally do you actually mm. get in the countries and so on
2: yeah so so a lot of the people we work with are lawyers so lots of the human rights defenders are trained lawyers so right. in, in that sense um, we will work with them and they will do take the legal cases forward in the countries in the context they work with
1: fine and that's um, what your research is for so yes. when you're doing all the research, you're effectively giving them information? Yeah, so. yeah. Okay.
2: And and equally, we have a lot of staff who have backgrounds in law. Um, and our staff have sometimes been, you know, called to, to testify or give evidence for something. Uh, so in, in that sense, but but we're not a, a law firm. Um, we are very, very well acquainted with international human rights law. So when, yeah. when you work in places like the United Nations, you need to know what, um, Covenants, uh, documents, uh, sort of yeah, legally binding um, text to refer to, because yes. if you, for example, are a country that has says that you uphold freedom, freedom of religion or belief, it's probably because you have signed and ratified um, this covenant called the International Covenant for Civil and Political Rights. So, okay. so our team know they know what those are, and they will be holding countries to account to say you right. have you have signed, you have committed to doing this, and you are clearly not <laughs> upholding that. Right. So that, that often happens at the UN, and so our research is very centred on making recommendations, um, and recommendations are basically calls to action. So right. like, this is the situation, this is, what you should, this is what you need to do as a result, and, and those actions, those recommendations are taken to policymakers at the UN and the UK government and so on.
1: Right. Okay. Okay. So actually, for for in general, that's really quite sophisticated, isn't it? Mm. it is, you know, if I think about the work that we do in Wizbeach and um, you know, the work I do seems almost on quite a small scale. You're actually on a very big scale, aren't you? You're on quite a big, mm. quite a big platform. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here, you go. so um, Fiona says, mm. um, for the benefits of anyone listening who doesn't know, yeah. it might be useful to un- to explain what the initials stand for.
2: Mm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Of course. So, so we used to be known as Christian Solidarity Worldwide, and that might be more familiar to you. Um, and that's because way back when, forty-three years ago, we did only speak up for people who are Christians. Well, that was that was how it all started. Um, but over time, you know, as I said, you know, our our mandate is is being Christians who who speak up for people of all faiths um, and and beliefs, and, and that has changed. So we found actually, particularly in. In places like the UN, or when you're working with um, other organisations who aren't of the same religious background, it, it could actually become a bit of a barrier. Um, if you're saying that you know you speak up for others, but then you're saying you're Christian Solidarity Worldwide, and, and we found that that name in its fullness didn't quite capture uh, okay. the mandate anymore. But it's still our legacy. It's still you know, being Christian is still integral to who we are. So so we now go by the acronym.
1: Right, right, and I recognise that. So in our work, mm-hmm. so I've, we, we've been talking about the fact that you know we do work with homeless people. Mm. The vast majority of people that we we work with, Ferry Project works with, um, aren't Christians at all.
0: Mm.
1: And, and yet, yeah, you know, we we deliberately chosen. God doesn't just bless Christians. Mm. You know, he he wants to work with anybody in need, yeah. doesn't he, and support anybody yeah. in that that scenario. So, so yes, yeah, so I, I, it makes absolute sense to me why that using the name Christian in that context might put people off, but you mm-hmm. can still demonstrate the love of Christ. Yeah. You can still show them who it is. You can yeah. still declare your faith. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to put hurdles, barriers in mm-hmm. people's way, do you? Yeah. No, no, that makes sense. Okay, so so that's good. So, it's 5 to 8, right? So what, what I'm suggesting we do now mm-hmm. is um, we go to the song and, and the notices that we said, and then we'll start to pick up on some of the strands that you've mm-hmm. said both for yourself we will pick on mm-hmm. some of the, some of the things you told us about yourself but also some of the um the work that you do mm-hmm. um, and perhaps you'll be able to go into a bit more depth about give some more detailed examples yeah yeah, yeah? yeah. that'd be that good sounds great okay so don't um, go
2: away
1: yeah that's right <laughs> we'll see you in a few minutes okay hello and welcome back so as always when i get on my my devices are rubbish and so they're all old and um, don't behave themselves. So Matt's had to give me his phone again. Okay, so if you saw him walking through the shop, that's what it was. Um, But we will pick up from where we left off. So where we left off was, um, this is Emily, just to remind you. So Emily's with CSW. Um, and as a church we provide funds to CSW so what what we're doing then is we we've been talking about the fact of um, what CSW does Mm -hmm. and we've been talking about who you are Mm -hmm. okay and faith in action how your Christian faith impacts the work you do Mm -hmm. so before we move into more detail we'll pick up on a couple of comments questions that that were asked just before the break, so Verity says, what is your role within the organisation? So what what, can you- What
2: do I do? Yeah, what do you do? (laughs) I just sit on (laughs) sofas and talk to people. Um, So I am a campaigns and project manager, which basically means I split Split my role between I wear various hats. I've worn lots of hats over my time at CSW, and and one of those is is managing uh, projects which are coming to an end, where we have been training human rights defenders. as okay. So I I was really fortunate to get to see more of that side of our work this year, and I also work in the campaigns team, which I'd love to share more okay, with yeah, you when, yeah. when we talk about what it means for us to take action. Um, and okay. so I'll I'll come up with things that, that you and I can do to make a difference in this Great. area. Okay.
1: Well well let's let's go. Very neat segue.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So <laughs> go for that then. Yeah. So 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 I was saying to you mm. um, in the interval it, it what can I say when people start saying things about um, the United Nations and working in the United Nations and New York and stuff you start saying well that's a very different world mm. to Beach.
0: Mm.
1: Um, let's face it we feel we feel in the back of nowhere mm-hmm. right so that that seems very different so if I think about that then I mm. think well what can I do yeah. what part what possible part can I play in all this so so there you go what, what part can I play what part can we as a church play mm-hmm. apart from giving you a bit of money? Mm. Um, what can we actually do?
2: Mm. Well, firstly, thank you for your support because we couldn't we couldn't do what we do without your support. So that is invaluable. You know, yeah, that is invaluable. And but there are also practical things we can do. Uh, one of them is is pray. Prayer is is integral to what we do. As I said, we we join together regularly to pray because sometimes all the work of humans is not going to bring about the breakthroughs that we we need to see and God is the one who can change the hearts of people and he has done it before so so please do to pray for our work pray for our team pray for the the countries and the people we work with and if you would like more information on that um, our website has a a section on prayer you just do csw.org.uk slash pray pretty simple Uh, we've got lots of resources that you can have Um, but you can also take action. And so I, I love working in the campaigns team for that reason. And I'd love to tell you about one way, yeah. one, one story, um, which which gives you a bit of insight into how my, my hats have changed over the years, and also in something that's going on right now. So, so last year I had the, the real privilege of working on a research project with my colleagues in Mexico. And we wanted to find out more about what what is happening to indigenous women in Mexico who are religious minorities where they live? It's, it's an area that we've wanted to learn more about for a long time, but often women in these communities weren't the spokespeople when, when right. you'd go and, and meet with their, their church or yeah, their community and ask what's happening, they, they wouldn't necessarily be put forward. And, but there'd be glimpses over the years of, of potentially gender-specific things about them as women that was unique and also, you know, their perspectives that weren't being captured. And so we were really committed to wanting to find this out. And I got to work on this project. And and one of the women that we got to know through that process is is called Concepcion. She lives in El Encanto. If you've seen the film Encanto, that could be your mental hook. (laughs) Um, It means enchanting, I think. Um, So El Encanto is a village in... Um, in a state called Chiapas, in Mexico, and she is. There are various religious minority families there who have refused to sign a commitment in which they would have to participate in activities associated with the majority religion, and and in this case, it was it was Roman Catholicism, and they were also being asked to pay a fine. Um, for not participating and they didn't want to do that because that wasn't in keeping with with their beliefs and they they were protestant christians they are protestant christians and and as a result the authorities of this village they disconnected their water services that was six years ago so in 2016 they cut off their water supply two years later the local authorities um, (coughs) prevented sewerage services from being built in their homes and two years later than that, in 2020, they prevented electricity services from being established in their homes uh, when the supply was being renewed. So these families have been li- are living right now without a supply in their home of electricity, water, or sewerage services. And, and we got to hear about how that makes daily life incredibly difficult for them. Um, one of the women that we got to know through this process is called Rebecca, and she was one month pregnant. When, um, co- when, when the electricity supply was cut off and she told us about how um, her, at the time, her eight-month baby had to be cared for in the night with a candlelight or with, with light from her phone when they needed to change her nappy because they didn't have any light. And also because they didn't have electricity, that could be very difficult because they would have a generator, but that would run out and they'd have to pay money to keep that going. And so they'd have to rely on the streetlight outside to be able to see. And she said that her daughter has gotten used to living in the dark. And that just makes me incredibly sad. And so that's been their situation. And it's been going on for a very long time. And in March this year, we, we decided, let's try, and, let's try and do something public about this. You know, we've been monitoring this case and we've been raising it in those places I was telling you about. But like, what can we do as ordinary people to to take action and so uh, one of the things that I got to work on was was creating this online action a very simple action that that people can take and I pre-wrote or we pre-wrote an email to Mexican authorities um, who should know about this case and should be acting on it and simply you add your name your email address and it automatically sends the email in Spanish to them and we didn't hear anything for a long time and honestly I was thinking like what do we do with this campaign Like, we had they got the emails we haven't heard anything we were asking our colleagues have you heard anything are they being received and then I was meeting with the team to just check in and the day before they got a call from one the representative of this this Christian community who were being discriminated against saying we've just been asked to come in to to verify evidence of our case uh, by the Public Prosecutor's Office. Did, did, you, did you call then? Or what, where did that come from? And so we, we can't directly trace you know, our campaign to that action but this is the first time in six years that on right. the municipal levels there's lots of levels of governance but on that level there was an a, in, there's now an investigation into whether or not a crime has been committed which it has, you know, the actions of the local authorities are illegal. They are not allowed to do what they're doing by cutting right. off the supply because of the religious beliefs of these, these people, these families. And this is an incredibly positive step forward. It's not the end. You know, we, we don't know how those authorities will respond to the investigation. We don't know if there'll be backlash. So prayer is integral, yes. um, but it's really encouraging. Because, you know, what if this does work? What if this leads to their supply being reconnected? This could create an example in a, in a country where it's very difficult to find solutions to really remote indigenous communities where right. it's hard to ensure the law is being enforced effectively. This could be a way to say when this happens elsewhere in the country, because it does, it's happening across the country in different indigenous states. This is a way that you can address that issue. So, so right now we're we we're working on the next step, and right. and that's something that's been a privilege to work on. And and you can simply take that action by going to csw.org.uk slash campaigns, and you'll find uh, you'll see conception, you'll see the action, and you can take it in just literally two minutes, and right. join join over a thousand people who have done that.
1: Right, and then and so there are there are similar things like that, mm. as simple as that. Mm. Where and so your belief and, and what you've just been mm-hmm. saying is that we here in Wisbeach yeah. can actually help in Mexico mm. to change a situation mm-hmm. where somebody has had their water, their electricity, and their sewage taken away mm-hmm. just by spending two minutes of our time.
2: Yeah, it's it's so simple, but it's when we all come together that we we see that we see that change and. And that's something I think that's also really powerful about the way that CSW advocates for people. It's not, it's not just at that level of policymakers. makers. We, yes. we also want to, to get members of the public involved because when, when your target is hearing things from different angles, when there's pressure from multiple points, that's when it becomes clear that something needs to, needs to happen, that the spotlight is on them, that people are paying attention. Right. So when you, you know, you've got an office in Mexico receiving all these random emails from like, British names and it, yeah. it, it, out of nowhere, you know, suddenly you've got a stream of a 1,000 emails on your inbox, you know that people are watching and right. they care yes. and you're being held to account.
1: Right,
0: yeah. it's
1: remarkable, isn't it? You don't tend to think something as simple as that can have the difference
0: mm.
1: and if you add that then to prayer and and yeah. what the Lord's doing and obviously the way he inspires us and so on mm. okay okay so that starts to to tell us about how how we can make a difference mm. this is um, without being you know I'm not diminishing that once that's one is there anything mm. else then another example of where somebody can make a difference so we're giving you money
0: mm. we're
1: praying there's emails Mm -hmm. is there another example of where that again might just people be associating with yeah something else that we could have done yeah but
2: those are those are key but there's there is more so one of the things that we love to do is is to show support and solidarity with those that are being targeted so you can also write you can write letters uh, send cards um, I have some resources that um, I'll, I'll pass on to you, uh, which is called our Connect and Encourage resource, and it, it has the, the details of people in various countries that you can write to. So you can write to. Um, we have someone that you could you could send a, a letter to for Concepcion, for example, uh, who you've heard about, and there's so many other people that that you can write to, and and actually those we have heard time and time again that when people receive those letters, be it you know their own prison, and it gets the attention of the guards and the guards are like, what's why are all these streams of letters and e, right. like cards from particularly the UK coming? Um, again it says that this person is is valuable and their case has got attention, but as a often these these are people who are Christians that we're writing to as well and you can share words of encouragement and scriptures with them and inspire them to keep going. And it does, it has, we have time and time again heard from those people that it, gi- it gives them the boost that they needed and you can right. trust God's timing with that. Right. You never know you know when that, that letter might land and you might have just been inspired to write the right thing at the right time to give them hope for that day.
1: Right. Okay, so, so as we're talking then, as Emily's talking, I'd like to ask um, everybody who's watching this mm. um, a question. And it's a simple thing. Do you think you could, you are prepared online to do one thing? Are you prepared to go to the campaigns and look, and it, whether it's write an email, mm. take you two minutes, or write a letter? Mm. Do you feel inspired? Obviously, be led by the Holy Spirit. I'm mm. not, we're not making this a rule, but let me challenge you: Is that something you could do? Yeah. And do any of you actually want to commit to give Emily a bit of encouragement? <laughs> okay, um, yeah. to doing that. Um, and if you can, it'd be brilliant. Please put it on, on the, the chat mm. um, to encourage us. Um so we can actually see uh, yeah, see that we're responding. And um that could be to pray. So if you don't want to write or do come mm. to pray. Please pray. But that would be that'd be really that'd be really encouraging for us here now, for Emily now, to know that you're that you're you know, this is having an impact and, and you can hear what she's saying. It's um it's remarkable. Alan, thank you um, for what you put earlier about um, the lovely phrase of, um, that Emily used about leaning into the faith of, for others. Mm. Um, this week, um, a friend of mine has had quite a challenging, um, quite a challenging week in his life. Mm. Um, and he asked us to, to pray for him. Mm. And in, in many ways, that the challenge isn't finished, but um, he's getting through it. Yeah. But he definitely had to lean into the faith for yeah. others because... Because when you're in it sometimes you just you can't have the faith yourself can you because mm. you just feel battered
2: mm. it reminds me in um, I don't know if it's in maybe in numbers where where Moses has to hold has to have his arms up in order for them to win the battle yes. and Aaron and her are the ones that hold his arms up I think that's a, an yeah. an image of what the church Absolutely. be it your Christian friends and family or the church but the structured church that you're yeah. part of or the. Yeah, the community you're a part of can do for you when you just feel weary and tired. They can they can be that those lifters.
1: Yeah, no, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So, so for yourself. So let's mm. let's move to you then again. Mm. So, f- what do you see as being the next thing for you then? Are you in the role that you're doing? Because yeah. do you, you, you said you're often in projects that come to an end. Mm. So, so what are you? What are you moving on to next? That's, we've been telling us about what's happened in the past. Yeah. Where, where do you go from here?
2: Well, I'm off to have a baby quite soon, um, so that is my next chapter. Okay. But but before then, I'm I'm excited to get to spend some more time with our campaigns and and consider, yeah, big picture. What how can we do this work effectively? And and something I'm really passionate about is celebrating the the successes we do see. Absolutely. We advocacy is a long haul (laughs) and it can be easy to look back at the state of a country on a you know like a a macro level and say not much has changed but actually we we see like the things being chipped away like a boulder you know it, it may not roll down the hill straight away but we chip away and I'm I'm really passionate about us being able to Thank God for what those things are, and celebrate them and share them with others Great. Uh, like yourself. So I'm I'm looking forward to digging more into that uh, right. with some of my colleagues, working on how can we, how can we make sure we're capturing those wins, okay. as well as looking ahead and you know aspiring to, to see more change.
1: Great. So so can I ask you something? Mm. Then? So um, as we're building this relationship, yes. right? Could you, because um, you've got Matt and Verity's email, haven't mm. you? would you send us some of those things mm. that we can share? So we'll share them oh, uh, to our yeah. children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if you were to contact and just say, look, here are some of the successes yeah. so that people can see, yeah. that'd be really good. And we'll share that in our meetings. And That'd and be amazing. That. So please, please do that. Mm. And just to say, so we've had two responses. So Lorna uh, has said she will write um, emails and letters. Thank okay. you. And um, um, Maggie, <laughs> One of our members says I use the daily CSW prayer guide. Oh, fantastic! Already. Yeah, the okay. prayer diary. Yeah, so she picked it up at church. Amazing. Okay, um, and I do sign quite a few petitions, etc., for injustice in the world. So, Amazing. So there you go. So you've got two people there. I have the new uh, prayer
2: diary as well, which I'll pass on to great, you the okay, hard solid. copy, so you can have that, Maggie.
1: Right. So we'll we'll make sure that's out and available mm. now. Now what I want to what I'd like to do now, unless well first of all, is there anything else that you, you don't feel you've had the opportunity to say that you'd like to say? Is there anything else in general?
2: <laughs> I, I think we've covered a lot of ground. I'm we sure there are, I'm sure I'll go to sleep at night and think, "ha huh? <laughs> I missed it. but I think you've covered the main things. so like, you know the way that you can get old is is praying, campaigning, giving, and those are all so important. and if you know I hope... Hope something is stirred in you by what you've heard. You know, be it, yeah, the the incredibly Great. inspiring stories of those that we work with.
1: Okay, so um, and just to say, so um, a woman called Joan Hammond here said she's going to pray.
2: Thank you. Um.
1: Oh, so Anne has asked. Mm-hmm. So that I think we'll be taking yeah. number one. So she's just said. So one of the other groups that we support is mm. something called the Eternal Wall of Answered Prayer.
0: Have I you heard that? No, I haven't.
1: Okay, so that's a monument that's been built in England mm. where they're asking people to share answered prayer. Oh, wow. And the idea is it's a venue in the Midlands. And people will be able to go there and will be able to listen to the answered prayers of old people. That's they'll be able to get their phone yeah. and um, just listen to the stories and the testimonies. Listen to he, them. So sometimes they're recordings, sometimes oh. they're stories that are written down, wow. and there'll be all sorts of things, and you'll be able to he, wow. hear it. So if you wanted to, if you've got I don't, cancer and you want to mm. um, hear how God's answered prayer, prayers about cancer, you can type in cancer oh, that's, and it'll come up, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. people's that's stories great. will be shared. So she was just wondering mm. if. The answer prayers that you're, that you're mm. hearing as an organisation could, could be contributed into that. Yeah. so yeah, you know, if you put awesome. the wall of answer prayer, you'll find it. So that's an interesting Thank you for sharing an interesting that link. Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, But so what I I would like to do now then mm. is, if you're happy, mm. let's just spend five minutes praying. To that would be off.
2: amazing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and what i'd ask you all to do so if you want to people you know anybody can write down a prayer here mm. and we can all see it and if i see that i'll read it out okay but otherwise at home wherever you are whether you're by yourself or with others whether you pray out loud or whether mm. you just pray in your head you pray and we'll we'll pray out loud mm. here yeah, together be great. and um we'll just spend then the last few minutes of um of, uh, this friday conversations together um praying and um just thanking God both for what he's done, but also for the incredible challenges that you yeah, face. Yeah. Okay?
0: Yeah,
2: I'll Good. follow your lead.
1: Okay. <laughs> right, so so Father, I want to just thank you mm. for Emily. I want to thank you for her testimony today, for both in her own life and the way you you support her and the way you help her and the way you encourage her. Mm. But Lord, we we reach out to you for all the incredible challenges that we've been hearing about. And we've only heard a small fraction. There must be so much that's going on. Mm. So many people who are in need, so many people who are being persecuted yeah. for their faith and, and for, for, you know, for what they believe. Lord, we, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to meet with those people now. Mm. Whether that persecution be physical,
0: mm.
1: whether it be emotional, whatever form it takes, mm. we pray, Father, that you will touch them. For those people in prison, for those people like in Mexico, mm. deprived of what we would regard as normal, just basic, reasonable things, we ask you, Lord, to make a difference. We pray mm. that the, 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 the investigation that's mm. going on would bring justice, mm. that yes, they would Lord. be able to have access To to just the the normal daily things. You're not asking for anything special. Just Mm -hmm. normal daily things. And Lord, we do thank you Mm -hmm. that you care. Yeah. We thank you that you're not just a dispassionate observer who who ignores these things, but you care about people. Mm -hmm. You care about what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I thank you that you're prepared to get involved. So Mm -hmm. we ask you, Lord, get involved Mm -hmm. there. Change that. Change the hearts and minds of people there. Mm -hmm. We pray that you would... You know, for those who are claiming to be yours, who are claiming you know, to be following the Roman Catholic faith, the Lord, we just ask that they would hear your voice mm. and obey you mm. and not, not mistreat people mm. who are different or mistreat people, you know, just because of the slight differences of belief. Mm. We pray, Father that you would change situations mm-hmm. there. So Holy yeah. Spirit, come and do that.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I pray in for each of us that you'd inspire us So mm-hmm. with what we can do. So if we need to mm-hmm. pray, please prompt us. If we need to write an email, help us to do that. If you want us to write a letter, help us to do that. And whatever the campaigning mm-hmm. is. So Lord, you help us. Mm-hmm. But I pray now for Emily. Come and fill Emily. Come and fill, fill the team that she's mm-hmm. working with across the whole, you yeah, know, in, in CSW, across the whole world. We pray you administer to them and give them the power Amen. to do your will,
0: Amen.
1: to do what you want, Jesus. And, yeah, and just thank you for this evening. Thank you. Amen. 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 Situation you'd like to pray into, anything that you're aware of.
0: Mm.
2: I I'd love to pray for our team specifically in Nigeria. Okay. So we have colleagues there, and it's it's becoming increasingly dangerous. Well, it's just the security situation is is very dire, <laughs> and um, our team are based in Kaduna State, and the, the violence that that is happening in the north and the central belt is now it's increasingly in the south as well, and. They are at risk doing their work. You know, right. they're yeah, their their lives. You know, they hear things, and their children are exposed to things they shouldn't be. So, prayers of protection for them. Okay, um, I'm so, very happy to lead us yeah, in that. please lead yeah. us in that. Lord, I I thank you so much for my my colleagues across the world. I thank you for those that that we work with, that we work for, for their courage, for their resilience. Lord, for those that know you and those that don't, I pray that you would be. Their strength and their shield, and I, I specifically lift up our team in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Ask that you would inspire them, that you would lift them, that you'd give them hope for change. Yes. May you turn them their, their mourning into dancing, Lord. Yes. Yeah, we just pray that when they um, sow tears, that they will reap with joy, Lord. That yeah, that each morning they would know your mercies afresh. Yeah. And we ask your angels of protection around them as they go about their work, as they travel uh, to places that are dangerous, Lord, as they expose themselves to things that could, yeah, is, are harmful as they encounter incredibly difficult situations. I pray that they would know you as the one beside them, that you have not left them nor forsaken them, that you have no favourites, that you you are for Nigeria, that you are for them, that you are not against them that you are their champion and we ask Lord that you would win their victories that you'd bring about justice and righteousness and Lord, we lift up the election in Nigeria next year God we pray that the the next um, person in power would, would be someone of right, that's righteous and rules with justice
0: mm-hmm.
2: we ask for accountability that yeah, there would be a change Yeah, Lord just pray hope over them Yes. lift them Lord may they know you as the God that answers their prayers and, and fights for them. Yes. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen. 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 Right. Well, it's um, it's Happy eight it's, mm. it's time to finish mm-hmm. now. So, um, Emily, thank you very, very much for coming. Thank
2: you for having me. Well,
1: our pleasure. It's been yeah. our pleasure. And um, so, see you next week on another Friday conversation. Um, I hope you've um, learned a lot and then got a lot out of tonight's meeting. Oh, the book it's in the book club next week. So Matt's just reminded me. So next week it's the book club. So that's chapter two and three, wasn't it? Didn't you say? Chapter two and three. So we'll be talking about... So who's... Oh, chapter three and four. I've got it wrong. (laughs) Chapter three and four. I was close. You've got one of them at least. Yeah, yeah, Definitely chapter three. So so that's for next week. So make sure you've read them. And then you can join in the conversation and the chat about what's going on. So um, until then, have a good week. Bye-bye.